Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to the Maccas Run. Score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Maccas Run for Trade Radio. Score a one in four chance to win with the Monopoly game at Maccas. Sam Hargraves just slotting in to take you through the next hour of this Monday with two days to go uh, in the AFL trade period. And today, easily, Matt Rendell, the Ooh. biggest day of all. Um, we will start a mega deal with the mega trade. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's a beauty. It's, it's well, it's if, if it's convoluted if it's anything. Um, so let's just work through this one mm-hmm. club at a time. Mm-hmm. So today we were we, last week we were speaking about that uh, the, the biggest deals that still needed to get done. Luke Jackson that got done today. Isaac mm-hmm. Rankin that got done today. There's a couple mm-hmm. other deals that got done today, and we'll work you through all of those. Uh, chronologically as well. There's still Josh Dunkley to be done. There's still a, a fair bit of business. Um, Grundy. Grundy to be done as well. But this, can you remember a trade as big and complex as this? And the caveat to it is with this amount of high end and, and high picks no, involved. We've never seen one, two and three get traded in one, in one trade, in mm. one big deal. Um, I've seen a bigger deal but the, it never got approved by the AFL, which sauce myself, Nobes, um, Gabby Allen, uh, Graham Wright were all involved in back a few years ago. Are you allowed to tell us about that? Or? Oh, no, we, we spoke about it. It was when, uh, it was when Gold Coast Suns – no, it was, uh, it, was, it was GWS. They were allowed to trade two 17-year-olds – to other clubs and get draft picks back. But Gubby and Gubby and Soss had organised this deal where they traded them and got the players back <laughs> into GWS. Oh, hello. It was an absolute cracker. We were involved at Adelaide yep. because Jack Gunston was going out to Hawthorne and Hawthorne were involved in this deal, uh, how it was going to work. So we were brought into it. Uh, um, not We were a bit part player, but we had a player that uh, they wanted. So... Uh, this is the first time mm. that picks one, two, and three mm. have been involved in the same trade. It's the second time that picks two and three have been involved in the same trade. We'll get. Do you know what deal that was when no. picks two and three? No, I don't. Were traded at the same time. Uh, no, there was uh, the Judd deal was three and twenty. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, if you know the answer to that question, zero four one nine one eight seven. Three two three. You can text in if you're a regular Macca's Run listener. You're thinking that's not the right number. Well, for trade period, it is, as we're part of uh, AFL Trade Radio. So zero four one nine one eight seven three two three. You can call in one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. So if you think you know the answer to that, mm. when was the first time that picks two and three have been involved in the same trade? Um, 
this is the first time that picks one, two, and three. So let's just work through this club by club, and then we'll get your thoughts on it, Maddie, And we'll get your thoughts on it too if you want to call in, text in. So North Melbourne, they trade out Jason Horn francis pick number one, a 2023 third-round pick, which is tied to Fremantle. They get in picks two, pick three, pick 40, pick 43, a future first-round pick, which is tied to Port Adelaide. Um. Can I go through it? We'll just go through it all, mm. and then we'll get you to step through it club okay. by club. Port Adelaide, trade out. Pick number 8, 43, 53, 57, a 2023 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick, a 2023 third round pick. It, of course, it was the AFL saying they weren't able to trade uh, all those future picks out who kiboshed the deal um, as it was about to unfold over the weekend when three clubs are involved. Um, but this has satisfied their requirements because they bring in Jason Horn francis Junior Rioli, a 2023 future second-round pick tied to Collingwood and a future third-round pick next year tied to Fremantle. West Coast, trade out, Junior Rioli, pick two and pick 40. They get pick eight, 12, a 2023 second-round pick tied to Port Adelaide, a 2023 third-round pick tied to Port Adelaide. The fourth club and... It was GWS getting involved that uh, got this deal over the line with that trading to Port Adelaide of the future pick. So pick, so this is what Giants trade out. Pick three, pick 12, a 2023 second round pick tied to Collingwood, which made its way to Port. They get pick one and then 53 and 57. So they were desperate to get pick one, the Giants, um, and they have, and, and we know that they'll use that on. Well, we think Cadman is yep. my information. Full so forward in the under-18. Full forward uh, under-18, 195 left footer compared to Cameron. Cameron. Certainly got plenty of athletic ability. Beautiful kick for goal. So they were keen on the key forward. I did hear that North were as well. So it surprised me a bit that they gave up yeah. the one. Okay, so let's go through club by club, Maddie. And if you tell me that you think it's a tick or a cross for what mm. they have done. Let's start with North Melbourne. Um, it's probably neither. It's probably a break square. It's not a tick. It's not a cross. I understand uh, they lose their number one, but they get another pick back. So knowing what they're giving up with pick one, knowing what they're giving up, they're probably going, well, that's a win for us because we didn't want to go there anyway. So they're going to end up with those two players plus the future first, plus 40 and 43, which are their next best picks. In the draft, they might be able to do something with that and get a decent player there. Uh, it actually equates to a pick 24, the 40 and 43 on the point scale. Um, so um, the proof will be in who they take in the draft um, or whether they do something else with the two and the three. Interesting to see what happens there. But probably, you know, Horn Francis, but he only was there. He was only there one year, but he was. He's going to be a star, but so might two and three. Um, if they go Wardlaw, I assume would be one of those. And everyone tells me he's going to be a star. So mm. um, you just thought you thought um, the way their list is at the moment and how badly they need key position forwards that Cadman was going to be the one. But there was another player in the top ten there, Jefferson. And maybe they're thinking, well, we'll take the other one. So when we spoke earlier in trade period about mm. being North Melbourne being aggressive and saying, okay, 
come and make us an offer for Jason Horn Francis. Come and make us an offer for pick one. That's what they've done, and I applaud that. Mm. When we spoke last week about this, Maddie, it was can they turn Jason Horn Francis and pick one into four or five first rounders, whether it's three this no. year and two next year, or, well, or is turned it four it this two. year? Yeah, so my belief is, and looking at it, I think North Melbourne. Have, I think North Melbourne have lost out of this. I think mm. it's light. I don't think it's enough. So you trade out Jason Horn Francis and pick one. You essentially are exchanging Horn Francis for pick two and pick. You're listening to the Maccas Run. Score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Uh, We've been through all the machinations of the mega trade and that was the biggest news story of the day, which is saying something given the other two uh, major deals done today are quite substantial as well, Matt Rendell. We're going to go through those in just a minute, but Mm. I did ask North Melbourne fans just to call in and let me know their thoughts um, in regards to what North Melbourne gave and what North Melbourne got. So they give out Jason Horn Francis and pick one, a future third tied to Freo. They got pick two, pick three, 40-43, and a future first-round pick, which is tied to Port Adelaide. A couple off the text. Um, North fan, it's the worst possible deal for North. Pick one alone could have got pick three and 12. JHF has essentially been traded for pick two and 40. Um, Andrew from Pasco Vale says, North Melbourne fan, and I'm very frustrated with this trade. We should have got at least one more first-rounder in this deal. Very bad loss for mine. Simon's in officer who wants to speak about North. Simon, what are your thoughts? How are you, lads? Very well, thank you. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, frustrated supporter and, and sounds like I'm not the only one. So, um, yeah, just on the surface, I mean, we've basically traded that pick one this year and then from what everyone's saying and from what we've seen, a generational pick one from last year and effectively getting in picks two, three and, yeah, future first round, I thought that... Um, you know, a player in contract as Jason Zilk, we, we certainly had the upper hand, but it just seems like we've just wilted um, and sort of tried to please everyone. So to Brady Rawlings and Todd Viney, I'm just wondering what on earth, um, why on earth they would make this deal. Even if Jason was to sit out here, you know, you, you still had the bargaining power of two clubs potentially next year. Um, so, yeah, just very baffling to, to, to see how the club has signed up on this one. Thanks for your thoughts, Simon. Jake's in Ascot Vale. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, look, boys. Um, initially, when the news broke, I was I was a mess, mate. I thought oh, I was sure we could have done this, but the more I think about it, the only thing that makes sense is that North and GWS have an agreement on who they're both picking with pick one and two, and then we're therefore essentially trading horn for pick two or three plus the future first. So, uh, I mean. All the whispers are that GWS wants Cadman, and given the fact we've got no key forwards whatsoever, the trade doesn't make any sense in my head. So the only way this deal stands up as a North supporter is if GWS aren't picking Cadman or else it's a disaster. Jake, thanks for the thoughts. Mm. Um, that's Well, we don't know. No. Um, it's just what I've heard on the grapevine. But if North were keen to take Cadman... Um, I doubt that they would have swapped the pick one. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, The Luke Jackson deal. So this was probably coming in to the trade period, probably the most high-profile trade that we were sort of following. So 
uh, a number three pick, um, a, a premiership player in three seasons um, at Melbourne and a, and a rising star winner. He's been traded to Fremantle, which was the always the, the desired destination, despite not officially declaring Fremantle. Luke Jackson, um, who Fremantle believe can be a Mark Blixarves. They believe he can play just about anywhere. So mm. Melbourne uh, send Luke Jackson. Round three selection, 44, which they got from the Giants for Toby Bedford. Um, pick 67. Uh, and Fremantle gave pick 13 and a future first rounder and a future second rounder. Uh, Maddie, what did you make of the deal? Yeah, probably maybe a little bit light for Melbourne here, but um, they gave back a pick 44. Did they have to do that? I, I haven't checked what uh, Melbourne actually had left to give them back. Uh, well, they, yeah, they had to. They weren't giving them 27. So no. 50, 44 was their next pick. So look, um, I'm I'm assuming that next year that future one will be around 14 for a Frio and the future two will be around 32. So that's good currency for next year in a supposedly really good draft. But you would look at Jackson and say um, maybe a tad light there, but Melbourne might probably adopted the theory that they're going to get Grundy pretty light and they're going to get him very light actually. So they yeah. so they'd be looking and going, well, it's a big win for us. It's like any deal mm. if if. If they don't have it, they don't have it. Yes, that's right. You can only give up what you've got. Yeah. And, the, and, and Fremantle just didn't have yeah, a I, way I, to get, get yeah, more. I remember uh, when I was trying to get Source Jacobs to Adelaide and I just had pick 33. I had nothing else. And I remember having the argument with Stephen Ick. He said, I need more than – I haven't got any more than 33, Marty. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He's out of contract. He's coming. <laughs> that's all I've got. You're going to have to take it. I'm sorry. We'll make it up somewhere down the, down the line. And he was determined mm. to, to get home yes. uh, as well. So that's all that there was uh, yeah. on offer. And sometimes the it, was bare it and is all the – sometimes you, you cop a little loss because that's all you've got. Mm. Uh, this was – I reckon we've got a bit of Luke Jackson who did a, a message to Fremantle fans, um, maybe a little uh, a selfie video that he did. He has spoken to media. We're just trying to find somewhere where that's being housed. But I think he did put this video up on his own uh, Twitter or Instagram. Hey, Purple Army, it's Luke Jackson here. Uh, can't wait to get stuck into it and meet all the boys. Um, exciting times ahead and um, let's go free up. Ew. There we go. Short and sweet, but he's excited. Um, he gets mm. to go home. Yep. Gets a great deal. Gets a, a life-changing deal, it is. Yep. For a t- 20, 21 years of age, it's a life-changing deal. And it's a deal you can't knock back like Tom Scully couldn't, like Tom Boyd couldn't, um, like Buddy couldn't. Uh, when someone offers you this, take it because you don't know if it's going to come be there next year, Sam. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You, you, you can be disappointed that he's gone, but yep. you can't begrudge him for going. No, because- absolutely. Any... A hundred percent of people would take that deal. A hundred percent. There wouldn't be one who would knock it back. And so the belief is that it's seven years for somewhere around nine hundred. Yeah. I have heard Jerry Whateley say a few times that he thought maybe it's come a bit early. That maybe there was a chance to that the money has he skipped a few steps in the the money journey. If you if you look at it like a well, no. Well, did Tom Boyd? Did Tom Scully? I mean, well, yeah. sometimes you just got to be in the right place at yep. the right time. Jack Lacocious and Ben King are getting seven fifty mm. to eight hundred in their third and fourth years at Gold mm. Coast Suns because they are in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So, speaking of the Gold Coast Suns, Isaac Rankin 
um, is out of the Gold Coast mm. Suns. He gets to Adelaide. Um, Gold Coast gave Rankin a round three selection, pick 46, a future mm. fourth rounder tied to Frio. Adelaide give up pick five, a future third, and a future fourth round selection. Your thoughts on that deal? I think Adelaide did extremely well here. They got back that 46, which equates to, you know, that future third. So they're technically, and they're getting a future fourth. So really they've just given up a pick five for Rankin, um, who's a star. Um, Yeah, who was pick three in the 2018 draft. Exactly. So they've basically given up pick five, but there's a reason for this. Um, 48 games, 57 goals. Yeah. Gold Coast, I mean, he's that second year he played. The first year he didn't play much because of hamstring. Mm. I've hardly played at all. But his second year, mate, he was was – Yeah, but he was electrifying in his first – technically his first year. Every time the ball went into the forward line, I used to sit with my boys there. Where's Rankin? Where's Rankin? Look, there's a reason Gold Coast Suns did this deal besides the fact that he wanted to go. They've got some really good academy kids next year, Sammy. Yep. And they're going to go really high, and clubs can bid on them again next year. So they're not going to the back end of the draft. So they need future yep. picks, and they're and they're and they're uh, gathering them as we speak to help them with their academy kids next year. So Gold Coast now have pick five and seven in the first round, then forty five, fifty six, seventy one, seventy four, uh, eighty three. Um, we think that'll that'll go out the seven. Obviously, interestingly, that uh, the Crows Justin Reed was on Trade Radio uh, a little earlier mm. today, and. Um, the report is that it's a three-year deal. Mm, interesting. When, That's when we were told me. that it was mega money, mega length, yeah. um, and and the question was asked by uh, Damien Barrett as to why just the three years. Firstly, obviously, don't believe everything you read, Damien. And secondly, uh, Isaac's the type of person that to back himself in. Obviously, uh, he's nearly a fifty-game player, and I guess him and his management see some upside. Um, now, he's, I guess he's laid those foundations. So. Um, you know, and we're happy to, to work through that with Isaac and see him, you know, as I said, a long-term player at the footy club and, um, yeah, looking forward to bringing him into the group. So maybe, how do you hear that? I heard it is that it, he's not getting paid as much as being reported and mm. a three-year deal. So maybe he is looking to prove himself yeah, and it, then it, earn that money. Well, interesting. Um, it takes him to uh, restricted free agency, mm. I think, year seven, uh, at the end of that contract. It also takes him yeah. to, I expect, a bumper uh, rise in the salary cap after the television rights deal kicks in. So, yes, uh, as, I've mentioned, as I've mentioned to you before, what I'm hearing around the traps is that all these long-term contracts are not connected to any rise in the, in the uh, salary cap. So they are flat. You're getting 800, you're getting 800 for five years. There's no increase for salary cap. So I'm hearing a lot of those deals are, are, are like that, and this one's outside of that, which is our first one we've seen. So there is going to be the rise. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean they're going from 400 million to 650 in uh, in the 2025. Uh, Luke Jackson's manager Jason Dover will join us next uh, on the Maccas Run. Score a one in four chance to win with a Monopoly game at Maccas on Trade Radio. You're listening to the Maccas Run. Score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. Yeah, it was about that buy break in the middle of the season. I um, got home and um, was able to meet up with J.O. and Belly and, um, yeah, obviously met them and I was um, yeah, really comfortable around them. So I reckon around that period is when I felt could lean towards Freo. Yeah, did you personally have any conversations with West Coast? And if so, how were they? 
Yeah, during that buy break period, um, met with them and they did a really good pitch. They were all really good, so um, nice to get to know them. But um, yeah, when I met with Freo, I kind of knew that that was the place I wanted to be playing at and felt right. Uh, it felt right to Luke Jackson, uh, number three pick in 2019 draft, the Premiership player, an Rising Star winner. Uh, it was around that time of the year that uh, we started to feel like he was always going to be heading back to WA, and that's what has occurred today. So Luke Jackson is a Freo docker, uh, Melbourne trading him. It's round three selection, uh, pick 44. It's round four selection, pick 67 to Freo, who gave up pick 13, a future first round and a future second round selection to get uh, a man who's been described as a unicorn and someone who Freo thinks could be the next Mark Blixarves and play just about every position on the ground. Uh, his manager would be very, very happy with the day's events. Uh, Jason Dover from TLA has been good enough to jump on the line. Jason, hello to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, very good well, dose. thanks. Congratulations. Um, I'm sure you, the client, uh, and, and the Dockers especially, really, really happy with um, what's been able to be achieved today. Yeah, I think uh, any time you get a trade done, and in, in particular get a player home, it's a good result. So, uh, yeah, really really happy with how it's managed to wrap up today. Um, Jace, I don't know if you can tell us this, but when did the ball start rolling for the Jackson deal to come back to Freo? Was it uh, this time last year or was it uh, early this year? Uh, this time last year he was coming off a premiership that he'd won in Perth. <laughs> yes. so I think the last thing on his mind was... Uh, <laughs> Was moving clubs, um, but probably yeah. Over Christmas, we did we did have our first chat, knowing it was going to be a hot topic, mm. and just start to put some plans in place. Mm. Um, you know, we had open dialogue with Melbourne going into round one, um, mm. and a presentation from them and a, and a contract office. So it was a lot. That, it was a topic that was there, obviously, and a lot that we worked through. So the conversation started early um, in the year at our end as well. Yep. Um, and it was always Frio at that stage. Uh, yeah, well, Luke did grow up Fremantle and he's had yep. a, a bit of an affinity there. And I think even if you look at their young list and they went to the draft really heavily over the last mm. four or five years and in his draft, um, they, you know, it's no secret, they tried to trade up to get him in that draft as well. So yep. there's always been an association uh, with Fremantle and Luke. And, uh, yeah, I think he, he had an eye on them if he ever was going to leave Melbourne. So, Jason, can you talk us through, there was never an official declaration from Luke about, I request a trade to this club. It was, uh, I, I want to get home. And Melbourne, Tim Lamb was on record saying, we'll just get the best deal we can. Um, why was there no official declaration from uh, from Luke? I think out of respect a little bit for the system and what we needed to go through and also for Melbourne in terms of uh, being able to get the best deal for them. We, we were always mindful that he was pick number three um, and they invested three terrific years in, in Luke. And um, I suppose for us to put our eggs in one basket as well, that was also putting Melbourne's eggs in the same basket. And I think just to have the option for both parties to be able to explore what was going to be the best option, the best trade we could possibly return. And, um, yeah, not necessarily name a club because it didn't feel right from our end in terms of doing it in this situation. And so we, um, yeah, we, we chose to keep options open and, and had open dialogue with Melbourne along the way, but also West Coast and Fremantle during that process. How close were West Coast and how open was Luke to going there? Oh, look, to be honest, they were um, they were probably a runner-up pretty much all the way, and I think they knew that. But, um, you know, they were terrific in terms of the presentation 
they did to Luke and um, and the interest they showed in Luke and um, we've got a great relationship with the West Coast Eagles and so we wanted to give them a chance to, to pitch as well with Luke coming back. We could see there was a way that he would fit in really well, um, you know, potentially ne- next to Nico for a couple of years while he was coming to the end of his career and uh, and I think, you know, Luke's always looked at Nick Nat and thought, the idea of playing with him would have would have been uh, certainly something he'd entertained if that was the option that ended up um, you know coming to the forefront. But yeah, as it was, Fremantle did a great pitch as well. Um, he really wa- wanted that as an option, and um, and I think the way it played out too, with West Coast wanting to go to the draft this year, that that became the logical option for Melbourne to work with to get the best deal for them. Um, Jase, we've heard that. Um, you know, stuff on the grapevine about his role that he's going to have at Frio, which is interesting for a, um, you know, 199 centimetre player. Are you privy to the the interview that he would have done with, I assume, Justin Lomier and, and maybe Peter Bell Peter and Bell, yep. the likes about what they, what the role they, as they saw him playing in the future for, uh, for Frio? Uh, yeah, I was privy. I sat in on the presentation. It was and it was an outstanding presentation. And I, I probably don't feel it's my place to go into okay. that detail here. That I'll let the club talk to that and and Justin down the track. But other than say, it was a really impressive presentation. Um, I think the piece that probably caught the attention for Luke was that he wasn't pigeonholed to just be a ruck. Um, and he had said himself that that's you know he wanted he wanted to potentially have a broader role and play different positions and be challenged in that sense. And mm. I think that's a vision that the that Justin and the club brought to that presentation. And yeah, it was uh, it was quite exciting. Uh, um, you know, I think uh, he said, oh, "I don't want to just be a ruck, but I also want to ruck." So um, I think you'll still see an <laughs> element of that. Um, but also give him a, a chance to work in tandem with someone like Sean Darcy who's already yep. there and, uh, and one of the great young rucks coming through the competition. And we're speaking to Jason Dover, Luke Jackson's manager after he got the trade that he was after going from Melbourne uh, to Fremantle today. So, Jason, just you, you mentioned that this was conversations that were happening with Melbourne since before round one and there was uh, a few people just speculating that maybe the speculation itself was having an effect on on Luke's performance, and it's a big decision to weigh up for for, for a young man. We're talking life-changing uh, amounts of money and contract and all that kind of stuff, and, and you've just come off a premiership, and but the idea of going home as opposed to not wanting to let down your, your premiership teammates and your club and all of that. How did you feel he was able to compartmentalise and, and carry that load throughout the whole season? Uh, he's a pretty easygoing character, mm. um, so we sort of felt, like it wasn't bothering him, but I probably still knew in the back of my mind that it would be. Um, and being just a young young guy and all the media speculation and pressure, um, you know, within the footy club and externally, they, they were both there in terms of, um, you know, the reality of, of the situation and the speculation um, that existed. So um, he did admit to me afterwards that it had taken a bit of a toll and that, um, you know, once the season was finished, he was he was looking forward. And even today, he said, just, it's so good to have it done. And now he can relax and focus on the next part of his career and really get to work at Fremantle. And from the Melbourne Footy Club, um, obviously, they'd be shattered to lose um, Luke. And, and he was one of the real bolters in that draft. And, and, and a few people weren't expecting his name to be called out at pick three at the time. So that obviously identified him early 
um, and brought him through and, and what he'd been able to do in a partnership with Max Gorn. And he was the, he turned the tide in that uh, premiership. Um, Melbourne, I can only imagine, are pretty disappointed to see him go. Yeah, very disappointed. And, you know, they were hard conversations to have with Tim Lamb and the team there. And, um, you know, we had those conversations from our end at TLA between myself and Tom Petraro. And um, Luke had those conversations directly in his exit interview and then with the playing group. Um, and and real tough conversations. Like, if I'd, I'd safely say if the Melbourne Football Club was based out of Perth, Luke would still be with the Melbourne Football Club. So... They were a wonderful club. He was able to serve a terrific pre- uh, apprenticeship there for, for three years. And mm. um, hopefully, if nothing else, he leaves part, part of a legacy in terms of getting the premiership mm. for him in 2021. And, um, and, and and he'll always be a premiership player there. And I think the way he left the club was really great. The mm. Melbourne Football Club and, and Tim Lamb was terrific during the trade period and how they conducted their business. And hopefully that's um, yeah, left everyone on positive terms and... Luke will return there one day to to celebrate the premiership if he did win with them. Jason, do you think that there might be an issue continuing to develop? We've got three uh, top five draft picks that have all headed home uh, in this trade period. Uh, is there you manage interstate players and um, you had to go through this with Luke? Do you think that there's an issue? I, I think I think the issue, I think there is an issue, but it was exasperated by COVID and borders being shut. Yeah. Um, and I know I know the group that that went through out of WA in Luke's draft year, they've had such an abnormal experience for the first three years of their career. And mm. you know, Luke spent his first season in a hub in a hotel in on the Gold Coast. Um, so he never established any roots in in Melbourne, and then he went back to Melbourne, and they were still living under COVID protocols and. Everything's been really difficult, and I know I can only speak on behalf of the players I manage and the WA boys that have been drafted into state. But even when our borders were closed, it was just so difficult for them to get back at the end of the season, and you couldn't come and go freely. But then they're watching all their family and friends live what probably was a normal life in WA um, under very few restrictions, and so it's it's just been such a difficult period to those boys being away from home and. And I assume there's a little bit of the same thing in terms of some of the South Australian boys. And I know Adam Chera, when he left WA last year to get home, it was probably the number one thing that was on his mind as well. So I just think it's been an abnormal period and a difficult mm. period that's created these issues. And I'd also like to think now, given that we're through the pandemic, that hopefully it means there's an element of normality comes back and yeah, this isn't an ongoing issue. Uh, it's a great insight, and we really appreciate it. Now, Jason, before we let you go, are we going to be needing to get you on uh, over the next couple of days again? Is there anything else you're working on bubbling away in the background? Any trade deals that we need to be aware of now? Oh, who knows? So it's 48 hours <laughs> left, so we'll um, <laughs> we'll stay busy. We'll keep talking to, to the clubs and our contacts, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we land with anything else that might be possible. Uh, well, congratulations on the deal that you got done uh, for your client and, uh, and and good luck with whatever else is to come in that space for you. And, and we wish Luke all the best heading home as well. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jase. Luke Jackson's manager, Jason Dover. And it just sounds like it was such a maturely handled yep. situation from Melbourne, <laughs> from Fremantle, from West Coast in the part that they played, knowing that they were second choice, but still pitching giving it their all, and then managing all of that, obviously, is Jason and, and then Luke as well. So uh, people would be surprised that I mentioned, did it start this time last year, but not really, but Christmas time. Yeah. 
it started. So it's a long process. It is. And uh, they're they're, they're very organised early in the season. Uh, this is the Maccas run on Trade Radio. For Maccas, score a one in four chance to win with a Monopoly game at Maccas. Still time to take some of your calls on the other side of this. And we'll quickly touch on a couple of the other trades that occurred today on a massive day with two days to go of this AFL trade period. You're listening to the Maccas run. Score a one in four chance to win the Monopoly game at Maccas. Well, time flies when you're having mega trade fun, uh, Matt Rendell. But that is uh, the big story of the day, a four-club mega trade that essentially sees Jason Horn francis get to Port Adelaide. Uh, North Melbourne gave up uh, him, pick one, uh, a future third tied to Frio. They got pick two, pick three, pick 40, 43, 2023, uh, future first rounder tied to Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide got pick eight, pick four, gave out pick eight, pick 43, 53, 57, a future first, a future second, uh, and a future third. They got Jason Horn Francis Jr. Rioli, a future second round pick tied to Collingwood, a future third round pick tied to Frio. West Coast trade out Jr. Rioli. They trade out uh, pick number two and number 40. They get pick eight, pick 12, a future second tied to Port, a future third tied to Adelaide. Greater Western Sydney got involved uh, to save this mega trade. They give up picks three, pick 12, a future second tied to Collingwood. They got pick one and 53 and 57. Luke Jackson is now a docker. Isaac Rankin is now a crow. And Will Setterfield is now a bomber. Toby Bedford from the Melbourne uh, Footy Club is now a giant. It's been a big day, Matty. Um, two players, Setterfield and Bedford, that both those clubs need too. So I'm glad they found a home. Off the text, the big loser in this trade period is every team picking up players from interstate. We just mm. spoke about that to Luke Jackson's manager, Jason Dover. Rankin, Jackson, Jason on Francis, all young players in contract with huge futures going home. Daniel from North Haven. High picks in the draft who are going to attract a lot of money from their home state clubs. Uh, it's mm. yeah, it's interesting, fraught with danger, isn't it, uh, when you're doing that, picking uh, you know players inside five. Uh, they've kept Ben King at Gold Coast Suns. Mind you, they're paying him a mozza. Mm. Uh, they've kept Jack Lacocious, Gold Coast Suns. Obviously, they kept a lot of the yep. uh, interstate players Anderson, at, at, yep. at, G, at GWS as well. But they've given them, you know, eight, mm. nine hundred million dollar deals over six or seven years. So yep. they're keeping their players. And there's still With a lot of money. Done. Anderson and Rail deals need to be done again shortly as well. Yep. Uh, off the text, don't understand Matt's 10K argument. Ashcroft, clearly number one pick. Brisbane shouldn't get a discount. Giants can make sure Brisbane well, don't have a stronger draft hand next year. It's a competition, says Mark. Yes, Misha. Um, Mark, is it or Misha? Michael. Uh, Michael. Um, some clubs haven't got Ashcroft number one pick. Some clubs have got other players as number one pick. But I'm saying if you had number one, why would you give 10 grand to a player who's playing at another club? It doesn't make sense to me. Let the number two pick call out their name if they so desire or they might not like him. But I'm hearing that um, Ashcroft's not universal across the board, number one pick. Interesting. Interesting. Cadman? I'm hearing Cadman's right up there with a lot of clubs. Uh, The daily wash-up is thanks to Pope. Pope's the better way to water. Make the connection with Pope's range on reliable garden watering system. What a massive day it's been. Some big, big trades all were done and dusted. And now there's still some big ones to Mm. go. So there's two days left and you want to make sure you are fully tuned in to AFL Trade Radio. We do it all for Maccas. Score a one-in-four chance to win with the Monopoly game at Maccas. We will speak to you all again tomorrow night. 
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.